Two guys, two topics, two, two, two. two opinions. You talk, give me two. This is the split story of the day on 97.5-1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Obviously, I'll do anything I can to be out there, but it's all in their hands, and if there's any pain, it would be a no-go just because of the position we're in. You know, this could be a longer series, so there's no point in trying to go out there and re-aggravate it and potentially keep myself out of the whole entire finals instead of just one game. So, like I said, it'll be a game-time decision, but um, I really want to be out there. After that comment, Gordon, I'm kind of guessing Clay Thompson doesn't play tonight in Game 3 of the NBA Finals. Yeah, I don't know for sure, but you kind of get that feeling, don't you? And if he doesn't play, then I I just don't know whether the Warriors are going to be able to withstand that. Uh, I might be underselling them and are, are not really giving them enough credit to be able to, as uh, Steph Curry said, his guys can step up and get the thing done for them. Based on that fourth quarter the other night, I thought the Warriors were hanging on for dear life. Now, maybe the home crowd can get them energized and maybe Draymond Green can score some points and and do some things filling in for the stars that are missing. But that's an that's a big ask for those three guys that are going to be gone, if and, they are. And Clay officially questionable. But I think this puts all the pressure on the Raptors. If they're going to have a prayer in this series, they have to beat the Warriors if they're compromised like this. If they lose and then the Warriors get all those players back, I mean, say goodnight. Austin's going to be right about his uh, five-game Warriors in so five So, in other prediction. words, if they can't beat them in this position, then when will they ever yeah, be then able they're, to, they're dead even mean. though they already beat them once? They have to win tonight. The Raptors have to win if the Warriors are missing, missing all, the, all these players. Absolutely. I give them a fair shot. Have we seen a line on it? Yesterday it was at minus five, which surprised me. Let me that see if I can surprise uh, me. If I, I mean, can find it today. I mean, I, I, who do they think Boogie Cousins is going to step up in a big way? I don't know who they think is going to score. I think that's interestingly enough going to be the problem for the Warriors if Clay doesn't play. Because I mean, they're they're going to focus all their attention on Steph Curry, and somebody's got to step up. We we chatted about this, I think, yesterday. Somebody's got to step up and take that pressure off. Austin just told us minus four and a half for the Warriors. I'm, I'm, I'm just surprised by that line. I mean, I, I don't know. Maybe I'm missing something. And, and maybe Steph is all that and, and the other guys will be able to rally. But I, I'm thinking along the same lines you are. Where are the points going to come from? And uh, how, how, are, how are they going to handle some sort of special defense that the uh, that the Raptors are very well aware of using at this point. I think that line is just uh, uh, um, it's the general public being dumb. You think it's? I don't uh, think it's anybody but, in Vegas knowing anything. I think everybody's still betting the Warriors because it's name recognition. But what did they set it at? Because don't they usually set it at the place where it will balance out the money? That's the idea. So all the money is coming in on Golden State. So they set the original line. I guess we'd have to go back and check and see what it is and see if it all went that way. But I, I'm, I'm just not, I'm not seeing that. I, I really think the Warriors could be in trouble if they don't get a little healthier here. No, I don't think I can get in the Sonata and get out to Wendover in time. But I think that's <laughs> easy money on the Raptors tonight. Do you? Uh, the four and a half. Yeah. You take that. You take that for sure. However, if the Warriors get into a flow with this particular group. And with that crowd getting them going and whatnot, uh, then then maybe if they're going to win, they're going to win by more than that. I just don't think, and I know what he did in game two, but I don't think uh, Boogie is is going to be the answer. 
And then after that, you know, Gordon, what are what are you really looking at for somebody to to go in there and score? I mean, that's not Draymond's game. We talked about it a little bit yesterday. You can't count on him to go out and give you thirty. That's just not that's not what he does. Igadala, I mean, he's he made that big shot, but mm-hmm. he's far from an offensive dynamo. And then you've got guys uh, coming in off the bench. The you know Cook, Livingston. I mean, they're they're oh, they're decent players, but they're not going to yeah. go out there and carry the the load scoring wise. Livingston's not what he once was. I mean, if Steph goes out and and goes for fifty, but the way that they're going to defend him, I mean, you mentioned the fourth quarter the other night. I mean, that's exactly what they did. They the just only, sold out against Steph Curry. The only thing I can think of is that now that the uh, the Warriors have seen that, then they they should know what to do. By magically uh, making a player appear? I mean, how... <laughs> by, by employing a strategy that might be able to get these guys in comfortable positions to be able to take advantage of so much attention being paid to stuff. Steve Kerr just makes Bradley Beal magically appear in their locker room. Oh, hey, guess what? We've got a secondary scorer tonight. Team on three, let's do this. Well, if nothing else, it should make the game fairly interesting. I think so, too. I think Toronto wins tonight, and I think it makes this series a lot more interesting. If Clay Thompson plays, uh, that that changes everything because it, if he plays, how effective is he? Can he be one hundred percent? You know, what do you do with him defensively? Those sorts of things. But I, I kind of after listening to that cut uh, over and over again today, I, I kind of get the impression he's not going to go. Well, there are two kinds of injuries in the world, Jake. Here, let me get my uh, Doctor Welby hat on here. Doctor Welby. Wow, okay, that's probably a reference from the 70s, but Marcus Welby, MD, did you never hear of that? Is that Elvis's doctor? <laughs> anyway, the point is that you have injuries like you have with Cousins, who uh, has been gone for a long time, and then he comes back, and then it takes a while. You can't just step right in and play again. But if Clay is able to play, obviously, the time has not been that long, so he should be able to uh, to be effective right off the bat if he's healthy enough to go. But that's the big if. Well, if the if the if the Raptors win, it's going to make Game Four extremely interesting because if Kevin Durant is in theory available to play, and Clay Thompson at that point will have had five six days off in a row, five days off in a row. And he should be feeling better, and then all of a sudden do the Warriors feel tested and then you know pour the whole roster out there and demolish the Raptors from there. So, so if, the Raptors, if the Raptors win tonight and you're Kevin Durant and you can play, but you really don't want to play because you're not 100%, do you step in and say, okay, put me in, coach? Or do you say... I'm not going to be around here anyway next year. I'm sitting this out. I think you play because you're talking about for him, not for him. Yeah, the I'm team. You, the team wants him. Uh, he, this guy's obviously all about his rep and his legacy and uh, and all those sorts of things. You come in now, you, you play and you lead the Warriors to another finals, and you're the man, and you're the guy. Yeah. And you, you're going to get a max contract regardless of what happens. And if the the fluke re-injury happens. So what? You got you, the whole offseason to heal up. Right. And is are, are the Knicks all of a sudden going to be going, well, I'm not so sure, Kevin, because of that bruise there, that calf bruise or whatever it is. <laughs> I don't think we want to want to sign you now. Well, what happens if it, what would happen or what is going on in his mind if he thinks, 
in my weakened state, I could be susceptible to a serious injury. I don't think he's thinking that way. I I don't know. Maybe you should pick a different profession then if that's his mentality. (laughs) Yeah, I don't know. But uh, there have been other guys. It wouldn't be the first to say, uh, hold on. I got my future to think about. He's got a calf strain. Come on, Boogie (laughs) Boogie Cousins tore his quad. (laughs) And by the way, he came back from that injury in a month where it took Kawhi Leonard two years to come back from that. So just pointing that out for a second. Yeah, but... <laughs> oh, actually, I take that back because Kawhi's was a strain and not a tear. Boogie tore his quad. I, 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 I'd appreciate it if you don't bring up Kawhi because I'm totally confused by that and I don't understand some a player of his uh, seeming character and, uh, and, and character and his abilities to, uh, to screw over a team like that. Uh, my answer is bad representation. Hmm. He switched yeah, agents, and he? now it's his uncle. Yeah, and but then... doesn't it all the buck stops with him, man? Not his uncle. Yeah, but you know how the a player, and this this goes beyond players. This goes to a lot of people. Their their circle of influence has a lot of influence. I mean, even even going to uh, my main man Gordon Monson. I'm guessing Lisa has quite a bit yeah, of say but over I don't, what goes but on. But see, I don't like that kind of weakness. I don't like uh, a leader who has a good idea of what the right thing to do is, but he's getting advice, and so he becomes this kind of vanilla character that can't make up his mind. See, when when, when you hear of people like that, isn't it frustrating? Step up, man. Step up to the occasion. Oh, I totally disagree. When I, for example, if, uh, if I'm in trouble with the law and I hire an attorney, I want the attorney to represent me with their knowledge, because this is what they do. If so I'm a you basketball want, you player, you want your agent to be in charge instead of you. I'll handle what's going on on the basketball court. You do your job. Yeah, but you know whether you, you, you can but play you gotta, or not. You got to hire the right agent, though. That's my point. You got to you've got to hire the right person where you can turn that over to them, because that's their job to represent you and say navigate those waters. I don't know anything about business or or uh, or the law or anything like that. I'm going to be over here making jumpers, and you holler at me when you need my name on the well, dotted but line. I, but, but you got to hire the right guy. But that's I the assume point. that the player or the leader, whoever it is, has to already have some base of knowledge about what's going on so I hate the idea of a player sitting there going uh, should I play should I not play and having an agent step in and say no don't play oh okay uh, no the agent stepped in and said "Quiet, we're going to force our way out of San Antonio and you know how we're going to do it we're going to do it by re- having you refuse to play and why why do that because they, the agent thought it was within his best interest to leave San Antonio. And he absolutely screwed over a team he was contracted to. In your opinion, well, he did do that, but it's for the greater good, in their opinion. The greater good? What about what about some sort of character about your responsibility for what you're being paid to do? Those checks still cashed, didn't they? And they got what they wanted. Where's the downside? I don't know. I, I, I think there is a downside there. What what penalty has Kawhi Leonard suffered for his shenanigans in in San Antonio? Self respect seems pretty self respectful to me. <laughs> okay, does he not? I mean, he's in the finals. Yeah, I, I guess, but I I don't. That's not my cup of tea as far as uh, how a person should handle himself. Not my favorite thing ever, but or my favorite thing either. But I mean. 
Kawhi wanted out of San Antonio, and they found a way to get him out of San Antonio. Remember all Pop stuff about, well, you have talked to his people about his injury? Yeah. They weren't even communicating with the franchise. Hmm. I guess, but don't have to like it. Nope, you certainly don't. All right, rule changes in college basketball uh, coming down today. Gordon, we'll get into that coming up right around the corner. Stay tuned. It's the big show, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. All right, Gordon, uh, announced today the NCAA Playing Rules Oversight Panel has approved a proposal moving the three-point line to the international distance in men's basketball. The new distance will now be 22 feet, one and three-quarter inches, and will go into effect in the 2019-2020 season for D1 programs. The current three-point line distance, Gordon, 20 feet, nine inches. Yeah, and it's been that way since 2008. So uh, you said you don't like this. Why well, not? Well, weigh in. I'll, I'll, I'll get to my opinion. I don't like it. But well, I, what do you think? I think they should move it to the NBA distance. Okay. Why the international? Uh, why not? Why? What do you mean, why? Let's unify this. I think the three-point shot should be a difficult shot. I, I, I don't think it should be easy and what it was you know the reason they were doing this is so many threes were being jacked up and uh, they wanted to clear the court a little bit stretch the court out a little bit and allow guys to drive to the basket and do those sorts of things i just like it to be uniform i don't like uh i, I why, why put it at the international distance why not play, put it at the nba distance it, what, what why international I, I mean that just seems weird to me what about the brick fest that is college basketball makes you think they need to make this any harder. They need to make it easier. They need to move the line in. Have you watched a college basketball game? maybe 17 feet? Move it closer, lower the hoop. That's yeah, what I said. It's a disaster. Nobody makes any shots. Why is college basketball so hard to watch? Because nobody makes it. And I, I love it how we just cater to the, to the players going to the NBA or NFL and college football. All that. We're talking about 1% of the people that participate in this. Get them ready for the NBA. Please improve the product on the floor <laughs> with the rest of the, the D1 athletes that are fine basketball players but have trouble making shots. Well, all I can tell you is that they were shooting a ton of them. What was the regular season last year? How many? Uh, what percentage of shots were threes? Wasn't it a full third or more? You're going to have to tell me. And what's what's the matter with that? I don't know. Maybe they thought that uh, it'd be better to make it uh, a little more difficult because a three-pointer can make such a difference in a game. I know how we can improve college basketball. Let's make fewer shots 20, go in the basket. 20, <laughs> 20 feet, 9 inches. Is that what it is? I mean, that's what it is currently. Yeah. I mean, that's that's a mid-range jumper. It doesn't go in very often. <laughs> I don't know what to tell you about that. I mean, that's just, if you're not good enough to play the game, then don't play it. What do you mean, if you're not good enough to <laughs> play the game, don't play it? What, you want, really, you want to lower the rim? College basketball needs more baskets, not fewer. So why would you make it harder? <laughs> what uh, sense does that make? What, what are we playing namby-pamby ball here? Is that what you want? You can you can insult or, or denigrate whomever you want, Gordon. It doesn't change the fact that college basketball needs to look better to be a better product. Yeah, but they need the just, ball to go in the that, basket. That, that's just a facade. For what? That's not real. 
<laughs> Make it real. real basketball. What are you talking about? It is real. They're not playing hockey. <laughs> what are you talking about? Yeah, but it, it, it's, not, it's not really. 20 feet 9 inches is not enough for a three-point shot, in my opinion. Okay. Well, See, you, you could go you into the have, gym and hit a, 20 of those in a row. Also, can, release live bears on the court, Jake. Make it harder. <laughs> you can have your opinion. At I least re- put a chain around their neck. I respect it, as always. Ain't no good guys. Ain't no bad guys. We all we all know the song. But when I watch a college basketball game, I don't think to myself, man, too many of these shots are going in. Well, maybe, maybe fewer shots will be taken, and so better shots will be uh, uh, created. That's the way you see basketball going, huh? <laughs> Good, because coaches won't be having their players jacking up threes every time down the floor. Oh, I'm going to guess that still continues. You watch the NBA, right? <laughs> yeah, but the NBA, they can make them, can't they? Well, it, those that style is trickling down into college basketball. Well, that's because it's a 20-foot shot. No, it's not. It's because it's worth three points, not two. <laughs> I don't have any problem with it. I mean, what would that compare to? What What is something that you enjoy, but there's a flaw, and you think, you know how I could make this better? By making the flaw worse. <laughs> it's like Star Wars fans with Jar Jar Binks. It's like, you know how we can make these Star Wars movies better? More Jar Jar. No, how about Let's the players? Let's turn into the spin. How about the players adapt to it, and the coaches adapt to it, and make it the way it should be? Wow, we're we're scoring too much. In this game, <laughs> uh, I'm not sure that scoring is really being hurt all that much in the modern college basketball game. Aren't, aren't teams averaging like 80 points a game or something like that? It's only 20 minutes a half. Uh, let's see here. Living in SLC tweets, he says maybe the extra distance will deter them from shooting. Which is what I said. I know, but why is that a positive? Be- Look at that what sentence. You, I have no problem with that. Create a better shot. You can't make the three anyway. Why try? I just I don't think that this. If you, I think there are other things you can do to fix college basketball. Rule wise, like what? Uh, create an illegal defense. Uh, I don't know about that. Um, yeah, because because watching zones is just the best. Yeah, I, I don't mind it. You know. I just think the college game isn't all that interesting. Exactly. But I'm not going to. Let's make it worse. I mean, let's make it real. Let's make it harder for them to make shots. (laughs) It's a great idea. Uh, What's the shot clock in college ball? 35? Uh, It's down to 30. 30? Now they're saying that after a miss and a rebound, offensive rebound, they're going to reset. The clock will reset to 20. In the NBA, it goes to 14. Okay. I, I I don't have a problem with making it. I, I, I think that uh, it's too what, – what's a good analogy for the three-point line at 29? Uh, I'd say that it's uh, – it makes it, it – it's too tempting. Too tempting. What if they have it's a three-point – still three worth point, three points. You know that, right? What if they have a three-point at 20 feet, nine inches, and a four-point at 26 feet, nine inches? You all right with that? Uh, I haven't been able to get to that. I, I, I'm not sure. Getting I'm, too I'm gimmicky, sure. is it? It could be. Man, I'll tell you, if you did that, then what's the value of a guy like Steph then? Well, no one's going to be shooting three-pointers either. They're all going to be shooting four-pointers. <laughs> well, four's more than three. 
You know yep. what I, I think they need to do? They may need to create a line on the court, uh, and the, the length is debatable, maybe like three-quarter court or something like that. And if they make that shot, then the game's just over. It's <laughs> the game-winning that's, shot. That's the game-winning shot. But at, it's a 30-foot-tall hoop. At any time. <laughs> just It's one of those slam ball rules. Right. If it goes down, then bam, over. Whoever made the shot, winner of the game. Then no no lead would be too great. It'd be a wonderful idea. <laughs> It'd be amazing. Man, now you're talking. So if you're a coach, would you encourage your players to do it? Depends. If you were down 30, <laughs> you're shooting that every single time. Okay, where's the appropriate place to put that? I don't know. Debatable. What do you think? I'd say the opposite uh, the opposite restricted area. It's got to be underneath the hoop, too. Oh, that, that's... Okay. And the hoop no that you're shooting it to has to be a little taller than 10 feet. So it's got to be a separate hoop above the, the regular hoop. <laughs> like, also up give in the, the... Up in a rafter somewhere? Give one guy on the opposing team's bench a BB gun, and he can shoot the ball out of the sky. Maybe make some sort of dangerous. consequence for attempting it and missing. Everyone in Just attendance of the game has to wear goggles in case they get hit in the eye with a BB. Or, or a mystery box. You don't know what's in there. Could be really good, could be really bad. <laughs> See, I, I like this. This show. is sports. If you hit a shot from the opposing team's restricted area, bam, game over. I see some, uh, I see some promise for yeah, that. Yeah, right? What if you yeah. kick the ball in? <laughs> then do you get 50 points? <laughs> There's some real possibility for growth here. Peach baskets, old-fashionedness has got to go now. I think we could fix college basketball a lot uh, lot better than making it worse by making the three-point shot harder. I'll tell you right now, if you're behind and you start jacking it up from 90 feet, <laughs> <laughs> your team, <laughs> how would that affect Vegas? Not if it wins, it wins the game for you. Yeah, but the chances of that ever going in are minimal. You automatically win the so game by one. Know, you're going to win Niagara has defeated of, Kentucky. <laughs> instead of winning instead of winning by one, you're going to lose by 80. Probably, but if you're down 30 anyway, who cares? Keep You, you still keep have a shot. Come on back there, Billy. Be awesome. <laughs> practice. Okay, guys, it's time to it's time to practice our game killers. <laughs> We're gonna Everybody pull this lines up. I, I'm trying. To, I, I think being under the basket is is too tough. You know. Well, uh, it, it can't I mean, be easy. I thought you wanted it tougher. <laughs> yeah, you're trying. What do you to make, want? Well, you got to give a man a little room under there. You're trying to make college basketball <laughs> harder already. <laughs> I wish we could get rid of the foul shot. It'd be kind of cool if they got rid of fouls. So in other words, if you, you want to do that or you want to make it so punitive. Is that a machete? <laughs> make it so punitive that no one is willing to foul. Then it'll turn into an all-star game. Yeah, you don't want Nobody that. Wants that. But if their fouls don't exist, then all of a sudden, you know, you, you bring the enforcer role back to the NBA, oh. and that could really be something. I'd, I'd pay whatever the league pass cost is at that what point. What was that game called when you play three-on-three and you could three just— Three-on-three. No, and you could just absolutely crush the guys. I don't remember such game. Prison ball? I don't know. <laughs> all right, stay tuned. It is The Big Show. More next, 97.5 and 1280 of The Zone.